Howdy friends. Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. For all of us that thought moving the clock ahead an hour was a major inconvenience just a week ago, I guess we can consider this week a reality check. Tuesday started out with an early morning phone call, a return call from a message I'd left the day before. The weather for Thursday was not sounding good and maybe we should try to move up the cattle move. Not a big deal, really. All that needed to be done was line up trucks and crew to move 200 head 100 miles. Last things first, a chute to unload at this end. The one that we'd borrowed from the neighbors over the years was at the other ranch, but we were sure welcome to come and get it. Before heading out on the 40-mile road trip, I called my Thursday crew. One absolutely could not make Tuesday work, and the other could help a little while, but had to be back in Broken Bow by 5. I called a friend in Riverdale to get a number of an acquaintance near Napanee to see if he might be able to help out. The man down south was probably out for the day, but my friend in Riverdale was willing to take part of his day off a real job to help me out. Jake is an up-and-coming cowboy poet, and I'm sure he was hoping for a little inspiration. And I forgot to mention, Denny Fellers said he could have five trucks there for me around two o'clock. As we're pulling into Campbell, my son Wyatt called and said he was ahead of us but had gotten stuck on a side road. Jake and I drove to the north side of town and parked in a soft spot right in the center of the T. Les and Todd from the Campbell crew pulled up and we sent them to check on Wyatt while we unloaded horses. They came back and said that extracting Wyatt was going to take a tractor. We tacked the horses and rode north, leading Wyatt's mount, figuring we could at least have his saddle on while we were waiting for a tractor. It is a difficult thing to know just when to quit trying and wait for help. Wyatt was just getting to that point when we arrived. Now about 50 yards in on a muddy side road, and Franklin County knows a thing or two about mud. We were able to get the trailer hooked back up, which he had unhooked, thinking he could get out and go looking for help. Back to last things first. The reason Wyatt had brought his trailer down was to haul a half a dozen open cows to the sale for me and free up a little room on the trucks. We really needed to get him out before the job could move forward. And as we're getting him towed back to solid ground, I get a call from Troy Fellers that the trucks are in town and will be ready whenever we are. Wyatt put the horse I'd brought for him on the trailer and would help when we came out of the field. Jake and I on horses and Les on a four-wheeler would start the roundup, which was only on 60 acres, half of a center pivot. In a thick fog, 60 acres can look like quite a bit of real estate, and I had not given that much thought when I told Jake to take the side he was on. Les would cover the middle and I would ride to the far edge, until I got to the pivot point and was just starting to see cows in the fog. Jake, not having ever been on a roundup in the fog, was getting a little of the inspiration he had been hoping for. We got the cows to a lot on the north end of Main Street and set up some portable panels to load out with. Sorted off the six open cows and sent Wyatt on his way. Four of us, along with the truckers, were able to load the cows out in a couple hours. I don't want to brag, but our cows handled pretty well, considering that we were using a non-hot piece of electric fence for a perimeter it was amazing we didn't have some drama queens. I dropped Jake off at Glenwood Corner and did my best to catch up with the trucks. I met the last of them heading back toward Lexington. I unloaded three horses and three cows and rode up to tuck the rest of the cows in for the night. Fast forward two days. A flood. 
an unpleasant visit with the banker, and a blizzard behind us. I'm hoping that the loading chute that I used did not end up in the river when the bridge washed out. Like all my fellow ag producers across the state, today holds some uncertainty. Jerry Bennett used to sign off his Sunday morning shift by saying, If the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, we'll talk to you next week. Well, the creek sure did rise, but the water's receding. The snow is melting, and if all of us are just a little bit careful, we can visit again next time. Ready for the ride without fear in the fall? Ride to the hunt for the joy of the call. Count the trials as blessings, and you cannot fail when you follow the signs the Lord's left by the trail.